duty to shine the light of truth, to bring justice to the restless souls whose lives were lost to their hands. Rise up against the evildoers of this world so that their souls may have peace. We will not surrender. We will fight. We will stand for what is right because we are the Justice Warriors. What's up, Justice Warriors? Tracy and I have some exciting news. First, we're bringing Tracy's daughter, Brittany, on board the Justice Warrior team, and she is joining us today for the first time. Britt, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you and your mama have been up to lately? Thanks, Heather. I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm pretty excited to join the Justice Warriors officially. Um, I have a medical background, and I'm a great investigator. Of course, you know who my mother is. Um, my mom and I have been working with one of the dogs that we have adopted and training him to be a cadaver dog. He's doing great. And, uh, just around our neck of the woods, we've been helping out some teenagers and identifying sex traffickers that have been in this town for a very long time that should be put away. That is really amazing. I am so proud of you both. What amazing work that y'all are doing down there in Mississippi. Um, So the three of us have convened today to discuss the death of a young lady by the name of Desiree Wright. You know, this is another one that's down there in West Tennessee by the Karen Swift case and the Jonathan Trumbull case and Durante Herbert. Um, They're all in that same vicinity. And we, we kind of get these, these phases where we get a lot of calls and then we don't hear anything for a while. And we've just recently had another little surge of calls from that area, people asking us for our help. And this particular one, um, Desiree Wright is 24 years old. She had just gotten out of jail on March 8th from Obion County. She went straight to her mom's house after getting out of jail um, to see her two-year-old daughter. She stayed home until Wednesday when her grandmother took her to see her probation officer. After the probation officer, her grandmother took her to apply for jobs and housing. Then her grandmother dropped her off in Martin at a family friend's house. Uh, Desiree had someone pick her up, and they're not sure who. Then Friday night, Desiree's mother received a call from Desiree between 9 and 11 p.m. where she says, Mom, let me talk to my daughter one last time. Desiree had a two-year-old daughter that was staying with her mother. So then Desiree's mom heard a man's voice in the background, and when she asked who it was, Desiree replied, It's just a friend. Her mom tried calling and texting all weekend and got no answers. They were supposed to go get groceries on Saturday, and that didn't happen. Then March 13th, Desiree's mom drove down the road that Desiree was later found dead on and sees two men putting boxes in a white van who later turn out to be who she believes are responsible for Desiree's death. Uh, Then Desiree's mom doesn't hear anything at all, and then on March 15th, Her mother gets a phone call from Desiree's best friend telling her that Desiree is dead. The police never called her. Desiree's body was found naked with a broken pelvis in a home on Highland Avenue in Martin, Tennessee. 
Uh, her clothes and shoes were nowhere to be found. Um, there were no drugs found at the scene. Her ID was found, but her wallet was missing. Her phone was dead on the dresser. Uh, she had meth, fentanyl, morphine in her system. Um, it is rumored that the person whose house her body was found was a CI. And I don't want to name the names of the suspects, but it's worth mentioning that um, none of them have been arrested. Several witnesses have come forward with information and the police have not taken their statements to date. So, Tracy, Brittany, what what are your thoughts and where should we start picking this apart? Well, you know, one of the things I first noticed is, like you said, within this area of West Tennessee that we've been looking at, it seems a lot of these cases, although they have witnesses coming forward, nothing's being done. So it kind of seems a little sketchy to me on a certain side of the spectrum for justice, if, if you get what I'm saying. One of the other things, too, that I was, I was curious about was that one of the people involved, um, per the victim's mother, had the victim's shoes in her car in July. She did not have the clothes, a bag of clothes that the victim had with her that was missing, um, as you said, when the body was found. But she had the shoes that were just purchased Thursday the 11th, March 11th. So, and the mother was able to get that through a group of people. Another thing I noticed, um, per the mother's victim, the victim's mother, excuse me, was that she did not receive a direct call from the police department letting her know about her daughter's passing. Um, she had to go through five different people to hear this. So, I, again, I don't know if this is fact, like supported fact, or if there was some miscommunication with the police department or how all that went. Um, another little bit of confusion I had based off of that was when her body was found, her ID was found. What was the address on the ID and why did the police not go to the home looking for that family of the victim? Why did it go through so many people? I absolutely agree. Those are all very strange um, facts in this case from what I can tell. It, in the area... There have been multiple uh, press releases from the U.S. Department of Justice and um, from the task force, the drug ta West Tennessee Drug Task Force. There have been, it seems like, operations that have been going on well over a year where they have um, gotten uh, one and a half pounds of marijuana in one, felony amounts of cocaine, MDMA, what, I don't know what that is. 27 Xanax, 40 hydrocodone, four Heidi, you know, just on and on and on. And um, it looks like there's some quiet going on why this investigation has been progressing. 
So that's why we might not be hearing a lot of what we would normally be hearing about. That's just a thought. Don't know if that anything to do with this case. However, uh, if this guy was a could have been a CI, this could be one of the reasons. Yes, that and that's what I'm thinking. It's really interesting that so there's a witness that claims to have proof, legal documentation showing that the person whose house she was found is a confidential informant. And then additionally, one of the pieces of evidence that was sent to me is a uh, conversation, screenshots of a conversation in which one of the persons allegedly involved sent a picture of uh, the Punisher. And uh, I know we talked about this before the show, but do you guys want to kind of discuss that a little bit? Of course, we know that Disney has recently (laughs) uh, taken the rights of the Punisher logo or um, for the Marvel movies, from my understanding. However, um, (laughs) my son's a big fan of Marvel. Um, but one of the things that I did notice was that a lot of there, there's been some back and forth, kind of like a war between police departments, military, um, and just aggressors, not in law enforcement. Let me clarify that, that have been kind of fighting over this Punisher logo, um, for some People or groups, such as law enforcement, military, um, it symbolizes honor and a gritty determination. Well, for others that we'll say are not law enforcement and have ill will, it's it's a the meaning behind it's unbound aggression and destruction. And what I've noticed about a lot of these cases in West Tennessee, and they've been these women are suffering these terrible deaths and I have many of them have been found in very similar ways, positions, um, almost like an underground trafficking ring. And I do know a lot of that goes on in the, in hotels, especially in small towns. And, um, and the drugs are going to be involved with that. And, a lot of times to go off of that, not just off of the, the, you know, the victims, but the drugs. I have a great contact here in Memphis who is undercover DEA. And they did some big busts this year and last year with fentanyl specifically. But that's one of the things that a lot of people don't know. Um, (laughs) I have heard stories where fentanyl is found inside teddy bears and that's how it's transferred over or in the mail or this, that, or the other, right? Um, One of my concerns is a lot of people just go straight to the fact of heroin, meth, fentanyl, just any, any opiates, they're just intravenous. They go right, they shoot up in the arm. Um, but there's something out there called speedballing. It can be injected 
or um, it can go through intranasally. And this is a combination typically of of an opiate, um, cocaine, meth, ADHD medications like Concerta, Adderall. They, it's all mixed up and it can be inhaled or, um, you know, just shot up. I don't know if you guys watched any of the videos that she took um, that weekend before she was found dead. But um, we were sent some live videos that she recorded on her phone. And the man that is supposed to be the CI, he is in that picture, as well as, um, well, she's, and and I found this very odd. In, In the video, in the video, it's just her and this man, but she seems to be taking videos of the of the security cameras. In fact, she even says in the video there's a security camera. And right, so I watched that and I thought I wonder why she's doing that. I wonder if and and you hear her several times Several times in this video, you hear her asking him for a charger and telling him that she's on 2%. And uh, and at one point, she walks back in the bedroom and she's like, I'm on 2%. And then he says something. I didn't, I couldn't make it out. And then she says, um, she says, you straight, you straight. And she turns around and walks out. So I don't know. It, it sounds like he never gave her a charger. And then you've got her filming the security cameras. So I'm wondering. Yes. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. What I read on some of the information from one of the informants was that she requested on Friday night, the 12th, when she last spoke with that, uh, with, I'm sorry, the victim's mother, when she last spoke with her mother, that she wanted to speak to her two-year-old daughter for one last time. And right. So that right there, plus a security camera f- filming, that right there tells me, okay, if something's going to happen to me, I'm going to try and scratch somebody to get DNA under my fingernails. I'm going to try and show where I met, walls, carpet, furniture like she did which was extremely smart show those cameras because yeah my understanding cameras have disappeared randomly disappeared just like in another case in west tennessee right exactly so there there's several things you know just very strange going on and i know that Desiree's mother has had a really hard time getting answers or getting law enforcement to follow up on these witnesses. And yeah, because yeah, I kind of feel like that, of course I'm hoping above hope, you know how I always try that. I'm hoping the reason it feels like 
things aren't moving as quickly as uh, Desiree's mother would hope is because they're, they are getting the big fish that these, um, that these the T West Tennessee drug task force is actually in there working it. And so they're kind of having things under the radar. That's my hope of hopes. Well, and I think that's a good hope to have. And I really don't want to assume just yet, you know, simply because we've had such bad experience with law enforcement in that area. I don't want to assume that they're not doing their job. What? I don't want to assume that there's something, you know, nefarious going on here or that they're not doing their job or that because this guy's supposedly a CI that, you know, there's some big conspiracy or cover up going on. Now I would not be surprised in the slightest if that were the case, but I'm not going to assume that just yet. Yeah. I, I do want to ask something, um, Heather, and let me know if, you know, the, the rumor of, one of the men involved performing a um, grotesque acts of necrophilia that were supposed to have been recorded. My question is, were they, what were they recorded on? Se the security cameras that were in the house or his own device? That is a really good question. And I will work on getting that question answered as soon as possible for you. And why, what I don't understand is why did she have, have to go spend time with the family friend in Martin? Why wouldn't she stay with her daughter? Right. Also, also a very good question or whether she had to, or wanted to, or, or, you know, what the circumstances were of that. But, um, I think my mind and your mind seem to be possibly going in the same place um, because I really, I'm thinking at this time that the CI, the, the person in the video with her was either was or was intending to pimp her out. 100%. Um, and I think that was the intention behind the drugs. Um, and, you know, they, they probably were not trying to kill her, my guess. Um, if they were going to try to kill her, I don't think they would want to do it, you know, right there in his own house. Um, just a, a speck of fentanyl. No, just right. a speck. And then you mix it with everything else. It, it causes um, hypoxia, yeah. so it lowers the breathing levels. Um, of course, people do it for the euphoria, those hallucinations, um, and to feel relaxed. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it, it causes a lot more than just that. Now, with, with the possible um, possibility of her being pimped right. out uh, or trafficked, um, and giving her that medication, I, I agree that if, you know, mm -hmm. was it too much? Because mm -hmm. it seems to have happened. Uh, apparently, there were uh, quite a few deaths of people in that same area involved with the right. same group of people that died suddenly. And 
I've, I have not looked up the official causes of death, but it is rumored that they all OD. Right. And, and on a side note that um, may or may not have relevance, but um, I think is worth mentioning. Um, when I started looking up the names of the men who allegedly were responsible for her death and for um, raping her after she was deceased and, and all these things that they've allegedly done to her. Um, there's four of them. And when I started looking them up, two of the four are on my friends list. Yep. It's kind of funny how they're all uh, interconnected. Aren't right. They? So, so of course that leads me to, I'm, I'm like, okay, well, you know, why are they on my friends list? Um, you know, I looked at, you know, with your friends, you can go to their page and look, see friendship and see how long you've been friends with them. And uh, one of them I've been friends with since October 2019, and the other was April 2019, which was around the time that we had put out our, uh, I believe, second and third um, Karen Swift podcasts. Uh, exactly. So Exactly. Yeah. So that's got, you know, that's got me thinking, hmm, okay, why are these people, why were these people friending me? And it does happen to be the one that is um, allegedly a CI, which mm -hmm. there's supposed to be legal documentation to show that I just haven't gotten my hands on it yet. So until I do, I'm going to say allegedly, but um, it's, it's a little unnerving to me because it makes me uh, wonder, you know, if, if these people were you know, watching me for some reason. I think people think they're smarter than you are. And that's, that's their problem. Honestly, they're, I mean, they, I think they had a little bit too many, uh, speed balls. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be, that very well could be. But we just have so much here. It's going to take more than one episode. It, That's for it sure. really is. It really is. We're going to have to circle back around to this one. This is just an introduction to the death of Desiree Wright. We will be doing follow-up episodes to uh, share um, some of the leads and some of the, uh, some of the evidence that we may get, but we also have to be very careful with what we share because this is a very fresh case. It is still open. And like I said, um, the jurisdictional agency is Martin police department. So if you have any information at all regarding the death of Desiree, Wright, Please contact investigator Sarah Turner at 731-587-5365. Again, 731-587-5365. Five three six five, and with that, unless you guys have anything else to add, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up. I um Heather, I I do um just want to say that I believe a, a lot of witnesses or in, informants um sometimes don't always feel comfortable in their area to go to investigator government officials um or um and and this is no respect to any officers or, you know, this, you have my heart all the time. Um, no, dis no disrespect. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, got, but, um, I, I think that everyone should know too, that they can 
come to you anonymously and that you will always protect their names because you have done that in other cases. And just so everyone knows, I don't even know names. I don't even get involved in that kind of thing. That's all. Right. I, I do certainly, um, I certainly do my very best to protect a person and to make sure that their identity does not get into the wrong hands. Um, these are very dangerous cases. Um, West Tennessee is nothing to scoff at. Um, I think, you know, Tracy and I have worked several cases in that area at this point, and even cases that we haven't worked, we have received so many Facebook messages and calls and emails and um, just heard so many stories and just things that would absolutely blow your mind. And we understand, you know, I think um, I went from somebody that, you know, would just be like, oh, you know, all these conspiracy theorists, oh my gosh, you know, and and now I'm a full-blown conspiracy theorist. So um, (laughs) they've they've convinced me that West Tennessee is a dangerous place and that um, unfortunately there is, I I believe there is a lot of law enforcement in uh, not just West Tennessee, but all over. But specifically right now, since we're dealing with West Tennessee, it's a lot of law enforcement down there that um, are not are not trustworthy at all, and and I don't blame them for not wanting to talk to them. So yeah, um, if that's the case, I mean, of course, if they want to talk to us and give us some leads to follow up on, and, and I'll make sure that that information uh, goes to the proper channels. And you know, we always try to. Uh, keep the lead investigator, whoever's in charge of the case up to speed and, um, as you know, in real time as, as quickly as possible that they have every piece of information that we do. So if you need to contact us, you can do so by calling 615-395-5480, or you can, uh, send an email to PI Heather Rowling, R-O-L-L-I-N-G at gmail.com. Are you guys still there? <laughs> um, no, I left. You left. You're like, fuck it, I'm out. Between Heather and Brittany, I can't talk anymore. I was going to say that you can also uh, contact us uh, through private messenger on your Facebook, Justice Warriors Investigations which is how we get a lot of information. Right. Yeah. That's another way. Yep. Yeah. We do get a lot of information through Facebook. So either way, whatever it is, if you have information, just please find a way to get that information either to us or to miss uh, the investigator, Miss Sarah Turner at Martin Police Department, and just don't keep it to yourself. It's very important that you share what you know. So with that note, Justice Warriors, thank you so much for joining us today. And until next time. Bye and stay safe.
duty to shine the light of truth, to bring justice to the restless souls whose lives were lost to their hands. Rise up against the evildoers of this world so that their souls may have peace.